Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, can new general manager Rand Carthon build a Super Bowl roster? The evidence says he can. What should the Titans be learning from the current group of playoff teams? And there was a major departure for the Titans this week as well. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, new Titans general manager Rand Carthon has incredible experience in building a Super Bowl roster. We're going to go over some of the best news and some of the best notes that we've gotten on Carthon since the hire was made. Before we get into that, do want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Titans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less, then their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Also, thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. We went over 5,000 subscribers on the channel recently and I simply can't thank you all enough for all of the support. Remember, I am going to continue to put out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms and always free. So get like the other 5,000 people. Subscribe here to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel, to the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure you stay locked in to the best Tennessee Titans content you can find here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But let's dive into some of this great news and some of the great background that's come up about Carthon since the hire happened because people who have worked with Carthon have been coming out, talking about their experiences with him, going over his accolades, and now they can freely talk about all that he did within the San Francisco 49ers organization over the last few years. Number one, have to point out the scouting aspect of the job. So I'm going to look at this from three different angles. The scouting aspect, the pro personnel aspect, and then the relationship aspect. And starting with scouting, because obviously the Titans are going to need to hit in the draft like they haven't the last few years. And Carthon has spent 15 years within scouting departments. Not only that, but according to uh, David Lombardi, Ron, uh, Rand Carthon has been the main guy at the helm of the late round draft picks for San Francisco over the last few years. So if he's been responsible for late round drafting for the 49ers, well, that's quite the incredible list of success. You got guys, and we're talking about guys just in like five to seven or third round or later here. George Kittle, DJ Reed, Hafunga, Jeff Wilson, uh, Matt Breida, Kendrick Bourne, Brunskill, their starting guard. Richie James, who's having a great year with the Giants now as a wide receiver. Of course, Brock Purdy, Emmanuel Mosley, Dre Greenlaw, the linebacker. I mean, incredible. Juwan Jennings, 
Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I mean, the 49ers have hit on late-round draft picks as consistently or more consistently than any team in the NFL. So you want to talk about, you know, Carthon's draft acumen, it's all right there, read it and wheat. Now, he was the pro personnel guy, so it wasn't like his main priority was the draft, but I've seen some concern about whether he'll be able to handle the draft. And guys, look at that right there. The guy can handle the draft. Not worried about that. So that's step one. Step two, oh, well, let me mention this as well. Scouting language, how you use terms, different terminology that scouting departments use. Rand Carthon learned from Thomas Dimitrov, who was a former general manager for the Atlanta Falcons, who came from the New England scouting program and uses Patriot scouting language. Now, I know people are like, oh, no, New England again, but we're just talking about the terminology and the language and the terms that are used when you discuss these things. And guess who else uses that same language and terminology? The Titans scouting department, Mike Vrabel. So the transition scouting-wise is going to be absolutely seamless with Carthon stepping in for John Robinson. Now, the other side is pro personnel. Like I mentioned, the last few weeks, trades, free agency, waiver claims, undrafted free agents. This guy traded for Christian McCaffrey. This guy traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy traded for Trent Williams. I mean, those have been key pieces for San Francisco over the last few years. Now, how this player works out remains to be seen, but also, Carthon orchestrated a trade up into the top three to get Trey Lance, a move that the Titans may have to make in the next two years to get their quarterback of the future. So from the, the pro personnel standpoint, check the box. You add in the uh, Chavarius Ward signing at cornerback, which has been absolutely instrumental for the 49ers defense this year to get that lockdown long cornerback that they need. The guy has made some incredible moves here to put San Francisco in a position to win. Not only that, but the relationship aspect. We talk draft, we talk pro personnel, now we talk about the relationship. Rand Carthon comes from the Bill Parcells football family. That extends to, of course, Bill Belichick, which extends to, of course, Mike Vrabel. So familiarity there with how they see football and what kind of players they want. And it's been reported that Carthon is big on toughness. He wants tough football players. Talent, of course, has to be there, but he wants tough guys who are going to give their all to the game and to the team. And who does that sound like? Mike Vrabel. And speaking of relationships, Rand Carthon's father coached Mike Vrabel in Kansas City. Relationship. Connection. So I love that. And according to Albert Breer, who talked about how Carthon is big on relationships. Carthon is big on toughness. He also said Carthon is a guy who will not be afraid to challenge Mike Vrabel. And I have been saying this since last week when I brought up the fact that I think the Titans need to make the GM hire soon because they need somebody to challenge and check Mike Vrabel when they hire an offensive coordinator, when they make decisions here in the future. Someone who is strong enough and confident enough and has the background to keep Mike Vrabel's ego in check, I mean, to me, that's a perfect fit. So whether it be scouting, whether it be pro personnel, whether it be relationship with Mike Vrabel, Carthon checks every single box. And that's why I believe that he can build a championship-level roster in Tennessee like he just did in San Francisco. With that in mind, 
we are going to move forward. Speaking of San Francisco, what lessons should the Titans be learning from the current group of playoff teams? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Before we do, do want to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. So that's pro and college football, pro and college basketball. I mean, they even have esports at BetOnline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue today's show. We just talked about why I believe and why the evidence shows us that Rand Carthon can build a championship-level roster in Tennessee. Now I want to talk about the lessons being learned from the playoffs. Before we get into that, got to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms and always free. Make sure you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. After we go over the playoff lessons, we're going to move into a big loss that the Titans had within the organization this week. We're going to talk about that to cap off the show tomorrow. The quarterback episode is here. Will the Titans look for a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady, for example, like Aaron Rodgers? Will the Titans look for a trade for a young quarterback with promise like Trey Lance, for example, who had an interesting Instagram post after Carthon was hired, maybe a guy like Jordan Love? Or could the Titans potentially look in the draft? Could the Titans potentially stay with their in-house candidates like Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Dobbs. We're going to break all of those options down on tomorrow's show. And Friday, nighttime on Friday, I'm going to have a special bonus episode for you guys, breaking down Rand Carthon's intro press conference on Friday. Six episodes this week. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast or on the YouTube channel. But looking at the lessons that the Titans should be learning from the current group of playoff teams. And obviously, there have been some playoff teams knocked out now. But but looking at the quarterback position, all the quarterbacks that are still in the playoffs right now are 29 years old or younger. Dak Prescott is the oldest at 29. And then Pat Mahomes at 27. The NFL is in a transition period right now. Going from Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, even a guy like Matt Stafford, you could throw in there, who's an older player. Going from guys like that to the young group, they are here. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, even Daniel Jones, throw him in, Jalen Hurts. I mean, the youth movement is here, folks. If Patrick Mahomes is an elder statesman at 27, What does that tell you? So, I know that the best option for the Titans this year in 2023 is probably Ryan Tannehill if they're trying to win. But we got to take note here. All of the best quarterbacks and all the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs still are in their mid to early 20s. 
outside of Dak Prescott, who was 29, but he was an older prospect coming in anyways. So this is why when you guys tell me stuff about Hendon Hooker or Stetson Bennett, I just roll my eyes. They're going to be 25 years old as rookies. They're already older than half the quarterbacks in the playoffs now. It is a young man's league. The new wave of quarterbacks is taking over, and the Titans either need to get with that wave or they're going to get swallowed up by the tide. So the Titans need to learn that lesson. Okay, if they don't want to make that move this year in 2023, they don't want to go up and get C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, Will Levis, take a chance on Anthony Richardson, whatever. If they don't want to do any of that, well, then you best be preparing yourself to go up and get that quarterback of the future next year when it's Quinn Ewers and Caleb Williams and Drake May. And there are always some other quarterbacks who either fall back or or make a push up. The Titans need to start thinking about how they can get a young quarterback to build around because when you look at all the other successful teams, that's what they've done. Take that lesson. Not only that, I don't know how to parse this. I am not saying that they need to fire Mike Vrabel. That's not what I'm saying. But seven out of the eight head coaches left are offensive-minded head coaches. Seven of eight. Shanahan. Sirianni. Mike McCarthy. Even Brian Dable. On the AFC side, Zach Taylor, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, and you have Sean McDermott as the standalone defensive-minded head coach. Now, what does Sean McDermott have? Maybe the most talented quarterback in the league overall as a runner and a passer in Josh Allen. An absolute freak, a monster, one of the most talented players we've ever seen. So again... If you're going to try to build with a defensive-minded head coach, you better have a stud quarterback on offense. And a young one at that. So, it's hard to ignore that trend right there. Seven out of eight coaches are offensive-minded. Not impossible for a defensive-minded guy to get it done. Look at Sean McDermott from Buffalo again. But man... If you're going to be a defensive-minded head coach, you better have a freak stud quarterback. And you better do anything you could possibly do to get yourself one. Because that's, I mean, that's just the trend. Also, also, look at the offensive output from Wild Card Weekend. Let me read you off the winning scores in those games. 41, 31, 34, 31. 31-24. Cincinnati won 24-17 over Baltimore. You're telling me, out of all of those six games, the lowest winning score was 24 points? The Titans scored 24 or more three times all year. They never even scored 30 points. They never scored more than 28 points all year. They're the only NFL team to do that. The Titans better wake up. You don't win in the NFL with running the ball and playing defense anymore. You don't. You win with offense and young quarterbacks and offensive-minded head coaches that can put points on the board. 
So if you are going to win with a defensive-minded head coach, you better put every single egg you have in the offensive basket other than the defensive coach leading that defense. I mean, these are just, these are trends that we simply can't ignore, folks. So the Titans better get with it as best as they can. They need to really go all out to hire the best offensive coordinator that they possibly can. They need to start positioning themselves to move up or do what they have to do to get a young stud quarterback because they're already going to be at a disadvantage with a defensive head coach. Now, I like Mike Rabel. I think he's a top 10 coach in the NFL. I am not saying to get rid of Mike Rabel. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to keep Mike Rabel, you better go all out on the other two aspects of this conversation. You better position yourself to get the young quarterback, and you better find a high-flying offensive coach to score as many points as possible. Because the model that the Titans have been using, it's done. It's not what's winning in the NFL right now. So they need to learn those lessons and take them with them going forward. But we need to talk about a major departure from the Titans this year. We've talked about the addition of Rand Carthon so much, but there was a defensive coach that left the Titans that could be a big blow to the defense. But I'm going to tell you why I'm not as concerned about it as maybe some others. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy. With Built Bar, you get the best of both worlds from a protein bar. You get all of the health benefits that you want, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but you also get all the benefits of a candy bar. You get delicious flavors like the brownie batter, the churro. I love the white chocolate cheesecake, just fantastic. And all the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. I mean, pretty much every bar tastes like a candy bar, but you know in the back of your head it's a protein bar. It's just hard to wrap your mind around. Quite frankly, it will blow your mind. And here's the thing. When we first started advertising with Built Bar, you had to go on their website, Built.com, to be able to get them. Now, not only can you go on Built.com to place that order, but the bars are so popular that now they are being sold at your local Walmart and your local Sam's Club. So whether you go online to Built.com You go down to Walmart, you go down to Sam's Club, make sure you pick yourself up a box of Built Bars. Right now they have their 13-bar variety pack in stores, a great way to get a taste of everything available to you at Built.com. Make sure you go check out the best protein bars in the galaxy, Built Bars. Titans fans, let's continue and cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Rand Carthon and his resume that leads me to believe he can build a championship roster. We talked about some of the lessons and trends that the Titans need to learn from in the playoffs right now. Now we're going to dive into a major departure from the Tennessee Titans this week. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Thursday, Wednesday for you guys on YouTube, but either way, it'll be out then too. I host the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, so you get all your Titans news here with me. 
You can get all your national NFL news with me on Thursdays, but Locked On NFL is Monday through Friday. It's free. It's on all platforms. So get your Titans news with Locked On Titans. Get your national news with Locked On NFL. It's a perfect combination to start your day or to begin your nighttime of relaxing. With that in mind, though, do want to remind you guys, I am going to be doing my quarterback episode tomorrow. What path should the Titans go down? Veteran quarterback in the NFL, young quarterback in the NFL, go in the draft, keep what they have. I'm going to be breaking down all the options on tomorrow's show. But with that in mind, let's talk about this. Jim Schwartz, the senior defensive coordinator for the Titans, or senior defensive assistant for the Titans, was hired by the Cleveland Browns to be their defensive coordinator. So. Makes sense. Jim Schwartz comes in, gives some advice to the Titans, helps the defense out for two years, and then gets himself a spot in the big chair as a defensive coordinator once again. And look, you got to give Jim Schwartz a ton of credit for what he brought to the Titans scheme. His wide nine techniques, his stunts, his twists, those things up front have really made a difference for the Titans pass rush. So you give all the credit in the world to Jim Schwartz for introducing that wide nine alignment, those rush patterns for the Titans. And the pass rush has probably been the best part of the Titans team over the last few years. So Jim Schwartz deserves a ton of credit for that. But I saw a lot of people freaking out about this, losing Jim Schwartz. Here's my thing. Shane Bowen has been learning from Jim Schwartz and planning with him in meetings and soaking up that knowledge for the last two years. I just think that's enough time for Bowen to be able to continue to capitalize off that knowledge. It's not like he's going to forget everything Jim Schwartz taught him or everything Jim Schwartz suggested the moment Schwartz walks out the door. That's not how learning works. So I think that Shane Bowen has the ability to continue the pass rush success using the knowledge and the tutelage that Jim Schwartz provided him. So really my whole point with this discussion is just to talk some of you guys off the ledge. Yes. It always helps to have a smart defensive mind in the room. And it seems like Mike Vrabel loves that committee approach. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Vrabel went out and hired another older defensive mind who's been in the league for a long time just to give Bowen, who's only been a defensive coordinator for two years by title, still give him that sounding board of an older veteran coach who can kind of help him out when he's got decisions to make. But as for the techniques, as for the rush patterns, as for the alignment, It's not like Shane Bowen is just going to forget all of that. So I'm less worried about Jim Schwartz's departure to Cleveland than maybe some other people are. But to me, it's because I believe in Shane Bowen and I believe that he can take all that knowledge and continue to use it. So I don't think that the Titans' pass rush is all of a sudden going to fall off in a major way. As a matter of fact, getting Harold Landry back, letting Rashad Weaver take over, saving $10 million by cutting Bud Dupree, and using another draft pick or a low-level free agent to add to the pass rush group, I think there's a good chance the Titans' pass rush is even better next year, even with just a modicum of help. Dear God, please help us, football gods. Stay healthy just just a little bit for one year. Just average injuries for one year. Average, not record-setting. And and the pass rush is going to be absolutely fine. Also, a little preview for you guys. We're going to get into draft stuff in like February and March. Uh, We got free agency to go over first, but lots and lots of big-bodied, long cornerbacks in the draft, and that is what the Titans need the most at cornerback. So you add a little depth at cornerback, get a little healthier up front. I think the Titans' defense and pass rush overall will be 
fine. But that's going to do it for me today. Remember, as I said, the quarterback decision episode is tomorrow. We'll go through all the paths and I'll tell you what I think the Titans should do. But that is going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.